When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Okay, I just want to be just like you. Oh, just like Mike. Everyone wants to be just like Mike. Mm-hmm. Was that Michael Jordan that they were talking about? I think so. Yeah, I would assume so. Very cool, Mike. There's a lot of Mikes. Michael Mike, J. Mike, Fox. Mike, 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 Mike. Okay. We good? Yes. We're back. If anyone hears anything in the background, that's a construction zone, but we should be good. We are in a construction zone. Yeah. Currently, yes. We're doing good. I find it's weird because even uh, Linnea, my manager, she was like, oh my God, that started. That's so exciting because we're building a, um, oh, she's going to chew the light. Um, We're building a studio so that we have, it's like on top of our garage, but having construction going is almost like a low grade stressor kind of happening. Because you like, obviously don't want them to like ruin your home. And then also we can't have the dog out and it's just the noise and stuff, you know, and like letting them in and making sure they have, I don't know. It's not like, I I don't want to complain because I'm not really complaining. It's just this weird having other people in your space, I guess. For sure. And then I have to answer questions Mm -hmm. about construction that I don't really understand. Some of it I understand, but for the most part, I'm like, "Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, no, no. mm -hmm, mm -hmm." And then I write down everything in note. Uh-huh. fashion and then i ask people that i know well and then we look industry. at it when they're done for the day and we're like is that what it's supposed to look like and larry was like it's gonna be ugly but it'll it'll work out it's construction is always ugly he was right yeah it's really interesting looking in our attic mm-hmm. there is a picture of a, an old sean no, mm. just there's in our attic looking at how the the roof was constructed you're like hmm that, that doesn't look well, I'm like, that's different, but I've seen it. The wood it. is supposed to touch, right? Not but be a lot held together by are, a nail spanning. But a lot of them are like that. Yeah. The only reason I know that is because I watch a, a, an insane amount of HGTV. Ah, yes. And whenever they open up the flooring, it looks like that. And sometimes they'll add some extra wood to it. Most of the time they're like, the show's good. Yeah, as long as <laughs> there's no flex. That's my main thing. I don't mm-hmm. want the floor bouncy bounce. So. Yeah. Hey, welcome to another <laughs> episode of Opinions That Don't Matter. I'm Sean. And I'm Katie. And this is... Our opinions don't matter. No, we just talk about We have things. a tornado watch going on right now. And my mom is very concerned. Yeah, during a tornado watch, for those of you who don't know, uh, but I've learned things since I've moved to Texas. Have we, though? Yeah. Uh, during a tornado watch, you get as close as you can to the window and you watch <laughs> from and the you, window. you run out into the yard. <laughs> it's like people <laughs> in, in uh, earthquakes in California. Right. Stand by the windows, look out like this. That's how and they then, separate the Californians from the Texans, <laughs> the ones that ran outside. We That's, don't run outside during an earthquake. I did um, a couple of times. You're not supposed to at all unless you're, you're supposed like- to completely run outside. I was in a tall building and it shook like jello in Orange County. Do some you Googling and you will find the, the last Leave the thing. building. N- no, that's the last thing you're supposed to do. 
<laughs> you're, we're in a very good California neither, Sean. Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, my you God. You put your ice skates on, you skate away. That's Our last tornado watch, we, we were super, super sick with COVID. <laughs> and they were like on the news. My mom's calling and texting. She's freaking out. I'm texting with Christina because we're like, oh, my God, tornado watch. And she's like, I don't even know what to do. And I'm like, me neither reading about it right now. But Sean and I were so sick and weak and like had a fever and chills. And we were just sitting on the couch and we were both like, I guess if it takes us, it takes us. <laughs> like, There's nothing. We can. I am defenseless. Right. I am. What are they like? You know, like a kitten. No, you know how they always oh. say like is defenseless, like a little kitten. Right. We were kittens. We were like. Well, no, the truth was, I said, should we pack up to leave? And go to the... The shelter, the hurricane shelter, or the tornado which? shelter. <laughs> Same thing. <laughs> and what did I say? They put it at a ballpark, you know, and you hide in the dugout or whatever. I but <laughs> Yeah, and you said, Sean, what, are we going to go bring COVID to them? Everyone's huddled. Not only, you know, are your houses yeah. getting pounded, but now you got COVID. <laughs> yes. Scam excuse, those Californians. Excuse us. Ugh, I don't feel good at all. <laughs> I just, just tested for, positive four days ago. I'm just in it for myself, man. I just want to save my own hide. It's, it's me first and the gimme gimme. Right. No, so, we, so yeah. we protected the herd. We stayed home. and uh, Well, I was like, worst case, we get in the tub. Yeah. Bow, bow, bow. <laughs> Not in that way. More like <laughs> cover, put some wood over us or a heavy blanket or something. This commercial has been brought to you by Cialis. <laughs> Sit in tubs. <laughs> If you know what I'm talking about, it's the, the uh, advertising for the uh, medication. And yeah. they're, it's two people in separate tubs holding hands. Yeah, it's a very bizarre, which is so logo. funny. Gotta love my Aunt Teresa. She puts on like the best Christmas party every year. And one of the invitations was her, because they were remodeling their bathroom, they happened for a short period of time to have two bathtubs in their yard because one was coming out, one was going in. So she made Rick, her husband, sit in the other bathtub and they held hands and it was like, it's time <laughs> for a holiday party. I thought it was so good. That's, that's really smart. It was so funny. She's so clever. I wonder if that's like on television in the 1950s, if they showed a married couple, there were two separate beds. Yeah, like, and two separate bathtubs. Right. No, but like because they didn't want to suggest that there was any. Which seems so silly. They were married and had kids, but they're like, but they sleep in twin beds. But for, you know, for, for this, uh, the, the, the cleanliness of television, the purity of the art form. They, She's sleeping right next to that light blaring into her face. She got a photo of that. I have to show you guys. Anyway, we'll put it up on the screen so you can see what I see. Do you see what I see? It's the not dog, Christmas yet. The Dog Witch Project. Um, but Not anyway, the Blair Witch Project. <laughs> but yeah, I find that funny about old television. But I wonder if that's like, what Cialis is like. The logo is two people in separate tubs because oh, we're you know modest, maybe. But you know, we make a sex drug, but. But let's not talk. But about let's sex. not talk about that. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of which, my grandmother made a, a painting one time, and it was um, from the the perspective of the foot of the bed, <laughs> mm -hmm. and you're looking at the the foot of the bed, uh -huh. and in the bed you see. Um, uh, two or three sets of legs, you know, like bare feet uh -huh. underneath the blanket, you know, and you're like, what's going on there? <laughs> I'd assume two parents and a kid that crashed the party. Oh, okay. That too. But I maybe. think it was three adult legs. Or, was it adult feet? Yeah, I think so. It could have been just two people. Maybe I'm just saucing it up a little bit. I it, don't know. I don't know who has that painting, but it's a good one. I'll have to ask your sister. Yeah. She'll know. She keeps track mm -hmm. as a fellow artist. Yeah. <sighs> happy, happy Cinco de Mayo to everyone out there. Well, isn't it? Won't be. It's won't it be. Oh, 
Siete Mayo by the time this comes out. Well, yeah, sure. But, you know, today, today is, Cinco is, is Cinco de Meow. So Roxy is going to turn one year old. By the time this comes out, her birthday will have been yesterday because her oh. birthday's on Friday. She's going to be a year old. Her baby all grown up. They grow up so quick. They really do. And they also block your light. And, yeah. Yeah. Um, speaking of which, I'd uh-huh. like to read a quick little uh, article about okay. uh, puppies. Oh, okay. You know, puppy parlance. I'll stay uh-huh. on, on mm-hmm. track here. I like it. Let's see. Let's see. <clears throat> well, a New England family brings home coyote puppy after mistaking the wild animal for lost puppy. Oh, no. Yeah, but it's so darn cute. Look. I'll put them oh. on the screen. I'll share the link. But the it's article. clearly not a regular dog. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. That, that <laughs> that's like people who have like servals or whatever the fuck as cats. It's and you're a, like, that's not a cat. That's a wild animal. It looks like you got yourself a mountain lion. Yeah. I'm like, good luck with that. Because even house cats can be terrifying sometimes when they turn on you. Right. Oh, yeah. 100%. So this family picked up the Eastern Coyote pup last week after finding the animal wandering and distressed by the side of a busy road. I wonder if its mama got killed, though. They might have saved it anyway. Right. So they picked it up, but they they started noticing that it was a little more, and so they ended up bringing it to... Yeah, wildlife rescue. Well, good. Yeah, good. It was still still rescued. So that's a positive news story, you know, working with nature. um, Just uh, if anybody out there doesn't know this, just because I feel like I need to say it just in case, if you ever see baby wild animals do not approach them mama is usually not very far away um recently i was on tiktok and i watched these people at yellowstone it was a black bear with four pups with it and you see the cubs. little or cubs yeah but i mean but you see the little cubs yeah and then you see the mom and you're like don't fuck with those cu-. like she would murder murder they were in their car they stopped waited the bears for- were in their car yeah it was mama bear papa bear and baby bear who said that this is just right anyway <clears throat> so and then goldilocks was walking across the road no but they um anyway they stopped and you saw the mom first you saw some cubs then the mom who i think was like trying to get the other ones to come along and she looks and she looks at the car and then she walks across the road and the babies come behind her and i was like that's terrifying to me it's adorable but like when they say mama bear, like I'm mama bearing, like they're not fucking around. Like those things will murder you. When I was living in Jasper, mm-hmm. um, it's a national park in Canada, but I was living in the town of Jasper and there were all these folklore or, you know, stories that were handed mm-hmm. down from employee to employee, you know? Mm-hmm. And I remember uh, someone telling me, and I could be wrong, but that there was a tourist because it's a ton of tourists in summer, right? And they've got their pick, their cameras out, and they're from all different well, it's countries. Beautiful. It's like uh, it's in Alberta, if you guys don't know, and it's in the Rockies, so yeah. the Canadian Rockies. Beautiful, beautiful town. But you'd hear the story of oh, the tourist they stop by the side mm-hmm. of the road because there's wildlife everywhere. There's there's mm-hmm. elk, there's there's moose, there's bears, the black bears, the brown bears, you know, and uh, purple these bears, tourists, green bears, yeah, mm-hmm. green clovers. Oh my, and mm-hmm. The, the 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 legend was that they put honey on the kid's arm and they presented it to the bear and the bear was you know going to lick it off for the photo opportunity. No, I know, but you heard this story, you know. Uh, and, that a child and, got eaten? No, the child did not be, become lunch. But um, people are stupid. Yeah, people are stupid. Wow, that's, that's a boring crazy. story. I'm sorry, but like, I thought something something bad was going to happen. No, the folk, the you nothing know, happened. Down is pretty bad. Yeah. That's just pretty crazy. Also, funny thing, um, Roxy doesn't like this story at all. Right. It's because the people are in the back. 
Well, it's going to be a noisy podcast. That's fine. We're just going to roll yeah. with it. And I don't know listen. what I was saying. Now I forget. That's okay. I was I bungled the story about the people with the kid <laughs> and the honey in the oh, arm. Oh, uh, yes, I know. Oh, okay. Okay, so that story might not have been exciting, but I, I think it's crazy and it's worth sharing because, again, me saying I need, you shouldn't have to say this, but I'm going to say this. Also, don't put honey on your children and present it to a bear. Um, but you also told me, I think it was Japanese tourists, like from Japan, had this thing about having sex under a full moon or something that was going to make a successful baby. What was that? I think the... I want people to weigh in. If, if you are, if you know of that culture, you're in that culture, can you tell us that this is true? Yeah, people used to go to Jasper Park Lodge or I guess other resorts, but I only worked at one. And you'd always hear about the tourists getting busy in the bushes and it would be underneath the Aurora Borealis. Oh. So I think that had some, there was some sort of aspect to... Magical, uh, mystical yeah, creation getting that, of uh, life. that good, good solar wind energy you know as it yeah. excites the atmosphere it excites your uh one of my friends from college um most generic name but such a nice guy mike smith <laughs> he lives in iceland now okay and he he's a photographer and he frequently takes pictures or shows little videos on his instagram of um northern lights aurora borealis and stuff like that i don't know it might be called something different when you're all the way up there i know there's different parts anyway it's beautiful they're the same thing northern lights and aurora oh, are they borealis. okay yeah. i didn't know i think there's just different names for it in different cultures yeah but it's beautiful to watch it dance across the sky aurora borealis i believe is well, i'm gonna screw it up. <laughs> i'm gonna look it up it's okay <laughs> but i think that's the official name the scientific name I'm going to look it up. We'll learn about it. All right. Okay. Yes. the An aurora, also known as the polar lights or aurora polaris, is a natural light display in Earth's sky, predominantly seen in high latitude regions. So Iceland, Canada. Auroras display dynamic patterns of brilliant lights that appear as curtains, rays, spirals, or dynamic flickers covering the entire sky, also known as northern lights. So not aurora borealis? It's Polaris? Said, yeah, Polaris or Polar P O L A R I S. Mm. So it's when the the sun kicks off solar energy mm-hmm. and then that our our um, is it the magnetosphere or the ionosphere it traps the particles, the solar particles and then they come down Oh, there are many different types of auroras. So oh. there's aurora polaris, aurora borealis, aurora different ones, I'm sure. Um it says the in all of these cases, right? So there's different types. There's two different cases, and it says that the electrons that eventually cause the aurora to start out as electrons trapped, that is not very good in English, trapped by the magnetic field in Earth's magnetosphere. Th- these trapped particles, so it gets caught in this. Yeah, and the way it flows is like, yeah. if you look at an apple core over the top. Yeah. And so that's the. So they bounce back and forth. Yeah along a magnetic field or along magnetic field lines and are prevented from hitting the atmosphere by the magnetic mirror formed by the increasing magnetic field strength as you get closer to earth so it starts pulling them in yeah and they go out and, and it pulls them back and that's actually what the one of the really mo- most interesting things about earth that allows life to grow here is that we're not bombarded by um uh, radiation from outer space the because mm, we our, have our atmosphere yeah well it, it's not the atmosphere per se it's the magnetosphere and what happens is i think the core of earth is a is iron and it's a molten iron mm-hmm. or maybe i don't know maybe it's a solid who knows but it's turning and while it's turning they, it creates a giant magnet around the earth and most plants don't it? have i shouldn't say most plants but um the the core of the planet 
if it's not an iron core, then it doesn't produce this magnet. Uh, well, it says that most of the planets in our solar system, some and some natural satellites, brown dwarfs, and even comets host auroras as well. Okay. So I don't know if that's necessarily true then. Right. I don't know what the centers of all of them are. Anyways, it definitely, if a, if a planet's core slows mm-hmm. down, I think I saw this in a sci-fi movie, if the core slows down or correct. stops, then you're in trouble because the, the magnet no longer produces mm. the, the protection. And that's, when, that's when the movie begins. <laughs> oh my goodness. Mr. President, the, the magnetosphere, it's, it's broken. Well, can you start it again? We're going to need to drill into the soil and uh, uh, put a nuclear bomb. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. All mm-hmm. right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Definitely. Cool. So, so it yeah. is Cinco de Mayo, Katie. Mm-hmm. And do you know what that is? Is it? I don't think it is Mexico's Independence Day, but maybe it is. No, it's it either isn't. that You're or correct. when they wore, they won a big war. Gosh, you know so much. Just enough to get in trouble because that's like the limit. I, I think they were. Was it against Germany? Who was it? I France. France. <clears throat> I was close. Yeah, they were their neighbors. Well. Sadly, my people lost this one, you know. Um, 160 years ago today, three brave Mexicans defeated the country of France at the Battle of Puebla mm-hmm. to give Mexico a morale boost mm-hmm. against a superior, much superior, I mean, some say the most superior <laughs> French army. Uh, but it's not, it's the independent, it's not uh, Mexico's independence. A lot of people think, think it is, and I knew it wasn't, but yeah. I couldn't remember it was France. I thought it was Germany. Yeah, so it's celebrated um in the province of puebla or the state of the puebla state, yeah and but most americans um cinco de Drinco. As, yeah cinco de mayo is a it's just a big drinking holiday yeah. it's like saint patty's day people don't know what that's about either yeah well i spent 20 years uh plus in southern california mm-hmm. and cinco de mayo is a big deal there yeah i think bigger than possibly in mexico so <laughs> on this day you don't just wish a mexican happy cinco de mayo because you know it, a lot of people in Mexico are like, whatever, dude, I'm not from Puebla, you know? Oh, true. Because then it wouldn't have been their war that they won. They're yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was yeah, like yeah, more yeah. of a regional thing, I think. But they did kick France's ass. Mm-hmm. So that was a big deal. Napoleon III, who is Napoleon's nephew, okay. was, you know. Also a short man? I don't think he was as short, but we'll get into that family another time. <laughs> it's very interesting. We talked about it earlier on a podcast and people sent in letters saying. That he wasn't that short? Yeah. But I was like, it's all relative. Was he like five six? Yeah, I think the conclusion was he was somewhere around five seven to five nine. But who that's knows? actually short for a man. can be short for a man five seven. I'm five seven. I wear lifts, so <laughs> I don't really care. I stride up. No one knows about my lifts, but mm. yeah, mm-hmm. I'm cool with it. Like George with those boots, those Timberland yeah. boots. I mean, if I could give my hair a lift, I would. But <laughs> <laughs> that's a funny thing. I don't. I don't know if people still believe this or think of think of this in any way, but that like the George effect on Seinfeld where he like always assumes that because he's short and bald that like no woman's ever going to find him attractive. And I'm like, no, George, it's because you have a bad personality. It's all personality with that guy. <laughs> and nobody, I mean, yes, looks do play into. But he lands a lot of ladies anyways. Surprisingly and, attractive ladies for being such an asshole. Yeah. Again, has nothing to do with the fact that, of what he looks like. Because, yeah, he's just a dick. <laughs> His neuroses are what I think get mm-hmm. him in the end. George is is definitely yep. a uh, a neurotic man, and mm-hmm. that's that's difficult to be around. It, it's you know where do you proje- he doesn't project confidence, but sometimes he really believes in himself. Yes, and when he does, that's, actually- that's when he lands the 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 the, the mate. Mm-hmm. You know, but then he, he'll he screws it up by the next shift, episode. Yeah, he'll he'll yeah do something wrong. Yeah. Remember when he wants to, my, the funniest George moment for me in the whole 
and then we can move on is um when he really wants to like listen to sports eat and have sex at the same time <laughs> and his girlfriend's like no you can't what are you doing and then she catches him in bed because obviously like you can't do all those things at the same time and she's like george where'd you go and he's like eating like a, a pastrami on rye out the other <laughs> side the of the sheets. bed <laughs> with the earbud in of the game <laughs> you're like why would you do that Can, can't you just be glad that you're that you can do those things whenever you want you don't need to combine them george but that's, that's george yeah he's an asshole he was very pleased <laughs> he, 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 it worked like once or twice so he was telling everybody about it like i found the perfect recipe yeah i could do all the things i love at the same time no, uh, no and when, when he was enthusiastic when he would burst on the scene and because something really big had happened mm-hmm. and it was good for he was really he's yeah. charismatic you know he's confident he's excited mm-hmm. but then when he becomes neurotic george it's a little much yeah neurotic george is a lot he's in marvelous mrs Maisel, which i'm finally watching season four of mm, do you like it oh uh-huh, i do i like i love that show i mean i think part of it is the it's al- almost feels like a musical without the songs because there's like these build-ups like you feel like you're in a bridge to the big chorus or the big of the music. And I feel like they do that in conversation. It's very, I don't know. It's, it's quick. Sometimes she'll talk really fast and it's a lot. You're like, Oh my God. I've noticed that they move through conversations like mm -hmm. very quick. You have to pay attention. Um, but I really love it. And I love the, the outfits, man, Mm. the clothes. So beautiful. I love it. Anyway. So yeah, I love it. I'm trying to think if there's anything else. So sleeper doggo. I know. All right. I have other notes, but we don't have to. Should we get into people's letters? Mm-hmm. And I'm sorry I keep yawning. But mm-hmm. I think we need a vacation. I decided this yesterday because at, unlike regular jobs where you're like, oh, most people are taking vacation this time. Where do we want to go? Maybe in like June or July, we'll plan to go to blah, 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 right? When you work for yourself, it like all blends together. And I was thinking about it that we haven't taken a vacation like the last vacation we took was that one week in Palm Springs in 2020. Mm-hmm. And um, we worked. So vacation, it was not. Except for we didn't work full days like normal. Remember we had those calls with Linnea and I had to like, cre- I forget what I had to create, something. Um, <clears throat> and we haven't had vacation since then. That's true. Well, we did go down to the Gulf for a couple of days and that's that was not, nice. That's like what? three nights no exactly you're, you're thinking like a week like a vacation <laughs> holiday road not a long weekend Sean. <laughs> no i know what you're saying yeah we need a vacation we'll we'll uh we'll have to figure that one out but the reason i knew we needed it is i've been extra tired lately even though i get plenty of sleep it's hard to wake up and i find myself just like wanting to go somewhere it's like being at home is like painful in some way or something Hmm. and it's not that i don't love our home i'm just like i can't be here all the time (laughs) every day all day for over a year suburbia a place for suburbanites (laughs) but just like while they drink their bourbon on summer nights but anyways we that's enough of your rhyming i love it you're a poet and you you definitely know it um anyway we need to figure out somewhere to go whether we go you know out of state or stay in state i don't care I'm just excited to get on the water. The weather is here. The weather is upon us. You know how I know the weather is upon us? The tornado watch? Oh, yeah, there's that. (laughs) 
<clears throat> also, it's uh, this oh, this podcast is brought to you by Original Sarna. It's not. But thank you to McKenna Memphis. for telling me to get this. She was the one that was like, "This is the stuff." Right. Thank you. Yeah, I the so this past week bugs have showed up and there there are mosquitoes, not that many. I haven't been bitten by one. Me neither. But there's another bibit that bugs me. The bibit. And that thing I remember it last year. I was like, what is that? That's a weird itch. And mm-hmm. if you don't touch it, the itch goes away within a couple of hours. But if you touch it. Which, good luck not touching it because you don't realize what it is. All hell breaks loose because then you have a big bump mm-hmm. and it's itchy for like. And it, it like seems stings like a week. itchy. It's like, yeah. it's not a mosquito bite. It's like something to the next level. But Sarna really numbs you out. This stuff is camphor and menthol and it's an anti-itch external analgesic lotion steroid free my only complaint is that it kind of smells like old lady yes but that's okay i know i had to put some on last night and then uh, i got back in bed it was at four o'clock in the morning and you said great gam gam is that you (laughs) will you brush my hair and i was like i played along i was like sure sure katie You're like, great game, man. Creep, so creepy. <laughs> How hairy your arms are. <laughs> but no, that stuff is, works wonders. Mm-hmm. And it does. So if you get bug bites. Also, you were talking to a dermatologist yesterday, and she said that a lot of people here, because they were like raised with these bibits, mm-hmm. that they are like immune. And I was like, God damn it. Sons of bitch. Right, yeah. They've been bitten by this thing since they were a kid. So who knows what it is. Mm-hmm. But there are definitely different bugs here. And... You know, I grew soft living in Southern California. I know we had no bugs. Canada, there's a, a ton of mosquitoes. I mean, there's hummingbird-sized mosquitoes. Your guys, are, that's the thing about them in Canada is, first of all, there's way more. Like, we have some here, but your sister's going to come here soon, and she's going to be like, quoi? Right. <laughs> quoi, bebet? Yeah. Or in Espanol, donde esta bebet? Where are the... But not that, I don't know what insect is in Spanish yet. Um but in Montreal, when we would walk out on your sister's patio, because his sister's house had, um, not the house she's at anymore, but the, it had this like sliding glass door and you're in the kitchen and walk out to this like nice patio in like the shade. The mosquitoes would like wait at the door for you. They see you through the glass, kind of like a meal. And they're big and you have to spray the stuff before you leave because they're there. Like they're waiting. They're you know like, when you go to a seafood restaurant? They're like and, licking their chops. And there's lobsters in a tank? That's us. We're in the tank and they're looking at you from the outside. Yes. They're like, I'll have that one. Right. Yeah. And they're big. Comparative. Ours are like tiny. The ones here are so small that like even back in Washington, ours are bigger than that. Like you've we've seen them in Washington state. Yeah. Not There aren't as many as there are here because it's not so humid. But um, yeah. Anyway. Well, the people around the world know bugs. Yes. And if you go to northern climates, there's going to be crazy bugs. Just, you know, if you see like footage from Alaska, they open the car door and like immediately it fills up with like a thousand mosquitoes. It's bad. Really? It's, oh, yeah. In Alaska, the bug season is terrible. I would assume the same thing happens to, you know, uh, Let people us know. all around. What are your bugs like? That's a that's the ask for this week. OTDMpod at gmail.com. That is OTDMpod at gmail.com. Send in your bug stories. Yeah. Now, what I kind know of bugs do you have? Do they bite? Our, do they jump? Do they slither? Our Toronto correspondent, our amazing Toronto correspondent, Aaron, is hating that I asked that question. But I'm sorry, Aaron. It, they won't all be about bugs we don't like. Yeah, well, they could be cute bugs, too. But I'm sure you have different bugs. I mean, we all have ants. Ants. We all have bees, mm-hmm. but do you have jumping fleas? Do you have? Well, we have fire ants too. I I treat personally. I treat our property for a lot of different ants. 
Okay. Um, because I find now this is just me. I if I don't sprinkle the granules like a couple of times a year, yeah. they just we cannot keep them out of the house. I will find them everywhere. You're like the Orkin man, but you're the Orkin woman. But there's two kinds that I have to get, and that's what I bought today because this is going to sound weird, but when I treat for ants, I also stop my arch nemesis, which is earwigs oh. and centipedes. Ugh. They have these black and red centipedes that get into your house and they're tiny. They're not, they're not huge, but if, if ants are coming in, they're coming in too. And so I got the smaller granule thing that I, so there's a bigger granule that treats for f- the fire ants and all different types of ants because they'll like, they're horrible. I've ever been bit by a fire ant. You know how horrible it is. Have you ever been bit by one? I don't think so. Or a red ant. But I did see an episode of the Swiss Family Robinson. Did when you I was have red kid. ants growing up? Mm, maybe. But it like they, burns. That's why they call them fire ants. It like yeah. burns and stings. It's horrible. There's not a lot of poisonous <laughs> stuff in Canada. Well, I shouldn't say that. They're, they're, but they're not Different. venomous. I'm sorry. I don't know. Fire. <clears throat> I think fire ants would technically be called venomous. And it's not that it's going to like kill you. It just hurts. And you have to. Anyway, I bet you there are red ants. I just don't remember them. Yeah, because at least there's earwigs were big and juicy. That's the crazy thing. We have tiny ones like the ones here. But anyway, long story short, I have to get two different types of this stuff to keep that stuff out of our house. And so I ordered the second type because a centipede was in our kitchen this morning. I was like, motherfucker. Oh, my gosh. I encountered a snake in the field um, across behind the pool. Oh, I was like in the field. Not our pool, but there's a community pool, and yeah. there's and Sean took Roxy for a walk. There was a snake in the grass, and the was grass dead. was fairly tall. Yeah, it wasn't moving, and we the closer we got, but then I realized this is a crow's meal because there was a hole in it. And, <laughs> yeah, and so Roxy and I kept walking, but Roxy was very interested in the. Action. Also, we have poisonous snakes in our area. Like yes, the, there's the a cottonmouth, cotton mm-hmm. the water moccasin. Mm-hmm. Water, water, water moccasin. Definitely, definitely. That's uh... definitely. <laughs> um, but water moccasins. There's rattlesnakes, all sorts of stuff. But they're rattlesnakes tend to be more in the arid areas. Yes, and did you know that rattlesnakes mm-hmm. are stopping using their rattles? Why? Evolution. It's kind of cool how they use them. To be honest, how well, the rattles work. Now they know that uh, people. Mm-hmm. Um, can find them or, or their prey can find them mm. by the sound of the rattle. So they're learning not to use them anymore. And it's, uh, they're regressing. They're finding rattlesnakes with Isn't smaller it? and smaller rattler or. Oh, the shakers. rattle thing on Mar- the Maracas. Well, it's interesting. Can you imagine if the, 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 the rattlesnake was born with some sort of extra uh, rattle? He had, it had little hands and he had some uh, <laughs> some rhythm at first you know all the other rattlesnakes made fun jump in the line yeah rocky body on the- <laughs> he grew up to be a big musician in the rattlesnake world and he started his I own record label if you want to find out something interesting about like creation of creatures rattlesnakes how the rattler works is i found fascinating how does it work? i don't even know it's a it's a bunch it's like four i think it's four to six different let me pull it little up. bones inside of a they're outside but they're ta- Here, let me look it up rattle snake rattles shake so rattle and roll you know so um it's okay so it says the menacing rattle of a rattlesnake's tail is far more sophisticated than first thought as the sound can create an auditory illusion that suggests that the venomous snake is closer to a potential threat than it really is oh my god it's like a ventriloquist so the rattlesnake's rattle is uh, the car- it's a keratin structure on their tails. Keratin warn- is like hair, nail. Mm-hmm. 
so it's like yeah it, it's kind of like a almost like a bone but not um i want to it's not telling me how they're made though oh they're made in china damn it <laughs> <laughs> why can't i get a, a made in america rattle these days i know right well and they they try to um they'll what this is talking about is the fact that it will make them think that it's closer than it is and it'll pretend it's getting farther away it'll soften its rattle with less frequency <laughs> and then it will kill its prey how crafty mm-hmm. i never th- knew that it says imagine you're walking towards a snake and it starts to rattle slowly it sounds like it's going away and then poof it's there the doppler effect with the you know, they're, they're really advanced yeah it says snakes do not just rattle to advertise their presence but they evolved an innovative solution a sonic distance warning device similar to the ones in cars when they drive backwards like beep beep they're like hey i'm here Okay. I wonder if they all have different rhythms, seriously, or if they just innately just, you know, because Roxy shakes her tail a little different than other dogs. She, she has a little curly tail, too. Yeah. I don't know. I'm trying to find out the information. Okay, so it's made of dead tissue. Here we go. <clears throat> this is what I'm talking about. Why would you jump me there? Jump in the line. Never mind, you guys. It doesn't want me to find out. It keeps taking me to this. Do you ever? <sighs> okay. Let's see if it'll let me open this. Okay. I'm in. So, rattlesnakes can vibrate their rattles at phenomenal speeds for hours at a time. Um, And it's talking about, like, whether the rattling is extraordinarily fast. It's cool if you... We'll put up a picture of a rattle so you can see. And then I encourage you to read about it because I'm not going to be able to summarize it properly without, you know, in this amount of time. But, um, But the the way that the little pieces of keratin in the rattle fit together and how it releases them and tightens them together is fucking fascinating. So that's enough of the rattle talk. Yeah. (laughs) I find some things are fascinating. Listen, you don't have to tell me that. I went down a... A rattle hole? (laughs) (laughs) On Wikipedia last night at like five in the morning. And I just kept going further. Have you not been sleeping very well and you're still on your phone at night? No, I felt fine. But um, Mm -hmm. I was concerned about roxy i thought she was uh, making her whining noise and she wasn't so woke me up and then i went and had a glass of water and then i found myself on wikipedia as one does at five o'clock in the morning (laughs) exciting things such so what what were you reading on wikipedia oh uh well i started off with napoleon and actually napoleon the third because of cinco de mayo Mm. and then after that i i ended up on donald p belisario Um, who's that it's a television producer. We'll be talking about him in future oh. episodes, though. But um, Oh, we will. Well, yeah, we. I've got a new segment. I started mapping out new episodes all at five in the morning. I kind of know where we're going in the next three episodes. So, Oh, wow. That's fascinating. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We have a letter from Christina. Oh, we're jumping into letters. Let's do <laughs> yeah, this. let's do it. Because I'm bored with what I'm saying. So let's move on. <laughs> I liked what you were saying. I, you got all science Well, I didn't and- have all the answers. So I was like, this isn't. Because I can't quite remember, but when you can see a photo of a rattlesnake's rattle, there's a middle piece of keratin and then all the little things on the sides, and there's a way that they tighten and release it. And they thought that it was like extra, it was taking extra energy from the snake, but it's actually just, it's like, it's very it's just minimal. Playing like, a, uh, what do they call it? The, um, the bagpipes of the snake world? It's just gently. <laughs> no, it's almost like, you know how cats like twitch their tail like this? It's, yeah. it's essentially like that amount of effort. I wonder if it <laughs> soothes the rattlesnake to do that. No, 
because it's it's when they feel threatened. Oh, so, so it's opposite not just of like, that. No. Okay. Well, that's good. I find Wikipedia fascinating. So so read up about how the rattlers work because it's fascinating. Okay. Christina's letter says, hi, Sean, Katie, Roxy, and the OTDM community. Hi, Christina. Hi. Hello. Hi. Says, how are you? How are you, Sean? I'm doing good, actually. I'm, I'm feeling good. We changed our lights in here, although mm-hmm. you won't see it at home. Instead of shooting in daylight, which is, um, you know, a certain color temperature, we, we warmed it up a little and then we color balanced it. But now we're sitting in this, we're bathed in amber light. Yeah. It feels pretty good, actually. For I a said, warm it up, Sean, and he did. He said, I'm about to warm. <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't hold myself. It's okay. But I'm doing good. Thanks for asking. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm tired. Estoy cansada. Muy cansada? Estoy, cansado. I am. Asada, I'm a lady. Yeah, yo, yo soy cansado. Mm-hmm. Or estoy. Mm-hmm. Is that the uh, estoy and cansada are the same? No, it's ser and a star, so it's like soy. Or estoy. Gotcha. No doy. <laughs> and now I'm like, wait, am I fucking it up? Because I just was learning about that last week. Okay. <clears throat> Sorry, Christina. We'll get back into the letter. It says, I've been catching up on your most recent episodes and some of the other letters brought things to mind. I love it. So I thought I would write in. In episode 104, I believe someone wrote in about having difficulty with getting IVs or something like that. That might have been you. And then somebody else might have too. I forget. I believe you were saying too bad there wasn't some sort of machine or something that could help place IVs. And it brought to mind that there is indeed a device that can help. Oh, then why are we using these? My mom had to get a blood transfusion as part of her cancer treatment a few months ago, and I went with her to keep her company. Okay. She doesn't generally have any issues with blood tests or IVs, but there was another lady coming in to get a transfusion and the nurse was having a tricky time getting her IV in. Rather than poking her a dozen times, which is what they did to my grandma because she was like dehydrated and so they had trouble finding a vein and what they did to you recently. Are you all better though? Yep. Yeah. I mean, I have a little tiny bruise, but. But mostly, mostly, almost all good. So uh, the nurse brought over this device that could help her see the veins, which I thought was very cool and a very helpful invention. The nurse explained that the device can help identify and see the vein so that the IV could be easily inserted. Wow. I don't know much about this device, but this is what I found online. Venatron 2000. Kind of. The AccuVein vein finder. That's even better. It's a portable device using vein visualization technology designed to help healthcare professionals locate and assess appropriate veins for safe and efficient IV access, even on patients with difficult venous access. This easy-to-use vein detection device has been shown to improve first-stick success by 98%. So that's not bad. That's it's a pretty, pretty good. Big, yeah. I, I'm lucky that I guess I have veins that are easy to spot and I don't have trouble. I, I like haven't had to get poked a bunch of times before, but I can't imagine being poked more than like twice for like, ugh. ugh. Can you imagine if there were uh, sports trading cards for... Oh, uh, healthcare professionals you're like oh i got this this nurse is a really good card look mm-hmm. at her stats she's not batting 100 but she's veining a, a hundred a thousand? a thousand yeah i don't want um cards i just want them to be good at their jobs well i know but this way you'd know if they're good at their jobs you're like oh man i got you know when a player sucks and you get that player card and you're like nah. i never played with baseball cards oh, I'm, well, a, I'm, a, I'm a chick i had hockey cards but hockey cards hockey cards hockey cards did you want any honky talk we didn't do any honky talk no i'm good <laughs> um the I, canes are in the uh they are, are congratulations they, they're in the playoffs are they against the bruins 
They are currently going. I think they're going to possibly sweep the Bruins. Sweep them. Sweep them. Yeah. It's very exciting. We have a fan out there. Yeah. Um, Okay. Although I don't know if Buzz is still around, you know, after my. uh, I think Buzz is still here. Hi, Buzz. (laughs) Um, I I like the Canes. I hope they do well. Oh. I like the Blues. Okay. I hope they do well. I I like the Capitals. I assume Mm. they're in. I hope they do well because I like Ovechkin. He plays. He's with chasing a, uh, Gretzky's. He, he plays with a pool. lot of heart too. Like homeboy, really always wants to win. Which I know they all want to win, but like you, sometimes you feel it from people. He's one of those. Um, and I also like the Wild. I don't know why Minnesota Wild. And I like think Flurry should get another. Wouldn't that be amazing? Yeah, Flurry got another Stanley he's Cup. Good. Yeah. Okay, so those are my. That's my honky tonk. I like it. I didn't have to prompt you. I didn't have to lead the conversation. I sat back and was in awe. It's like, where is she going to go with this? <laughs> is Seattle, Seattle's out, right? Seattle's out. Which I feel like is how it should be when a new team enters. Right. Like when I didn't like when the Golden Knights like went all the way to the top like two years in a row. Yeah. And then my friends in Vegas, who I love very much, were like, now we're hockey fans. I was like, you can fuck right off. You don't even know what it's like to be ben a real hockey fan. Ben did play hockey in, in high school. So <laughs> I he's, know. he's a lover of the sport. I was just like wait till you guys are in the shitter and they're still fans so all cool now but at the beginning i was like no right on they weren't they hadn't experienced I, any pain yet they just, I, I just feel like you cannot it's almost like you being a patriots fan first of all you're not from that part of town at all right you're you're from canada yes. cfl only okay or go that, alouettes <laughs> peter Dallariva, right i, mean, I, I like mean. that there are two first of all why would you call it the gray cup could you pick a more bleh, color jesus christ they're like we're not even go with metals it's just gray <laughs> you know the gray cup sounds lame and then also you have two teams with the same name <laughs> uh, oh I, boy <laughs> i'm so excited i won the gray cup gray not silver in this year's not- cfl gray cup we have the rough riders versus the, the rough, rough riders. riders it's like Pick another name, losers. Jesus uh, Christ. You know. It's really sad. I have I think no defense. <laughs> Mainly because I don't watch the CFL. I never did. Growing up, I somewhat, you know, because we had a team in Montreal. And everyone, sometimes you'd show up at a, a friends of a family. And they'd for, have it on or something. Yeah, for a barbecue or something. Yeah. You know, but, but I mean, you think of like the Stanley Cup, like a, an amazing trophy. And then the Grey Cup's like the saddest thing. It kind of reminds me of Indiana Jones when he goes and gets like he picks the cup for like the the one and it's like the dingiest shittiest cup of all time you're like that's the gray cup right there oh wow <laughs> but what i was gonna say is that it was easy to be a patriots fan yeah because they just win everything well they weren't time. winning when i first became a fan that's, that's what everybody that's the, says they were terrible for many be- years i don't believe it at all yeah fair, many, we- many fair years. weather fans no Back to Christina's letter. Oh, hi, Christina. <laughs> we're talking about, we're back to IVs, 98% for stick success. I'm not sure if this is the exact device that the nurse was using, but it's at least very similar. I think the nurse was saying that this is a rather expensive technology, so it isn't wild, widely available. But again, I'm not 100% sure. It would be really cool if it were made to be widely available. I agree because that's, I think that is part of the reason why a lot of people are afraid of needles is because it just takes one bad experience. And we all know when you're sick, you can be dehydrated, which makes veins harder to come. You know, it's a whole cycle Um, because it would be very helpful for people who experience difficulties with blood tests, IVs and any other procedures that require being poked by a needle. I've experienced numerous times when medical staff have difficulty either getting in 
getting an IV in or taking a blood test on me, regardless of how much I try to prep my veins by pumping my arm, slapping it, rubbing it, trying to get the veins to be more visible. Oh, no. Oh, no. (laughs) There have been times when the nurse has asked the GP, wait, there have been times where the nurse and my GP tried to take a blood test and poked me four times on each arm before calling the other nurse to try and do it. That's horrible. When I was in the hospital last fall, one nurse in the ER tried to put in an IV in my hand. And when I said that it stung really badly, she said that that was normal. No, that's not normal. Is I don't know. No, it okay. should it, it should feel a poke and then it should be like it's not there. Okay. Because then they take out the needle and put in that rubbery thingy, the rubber needle. Right. So that there's more flex, you know, because otherwise. The proboscis. The proboscis is rubber. Exactly. But listen to this. After six hours of the stinging, that, that stinging sensation only got worse. I felt this warm trickling sensation in my hand and in my, in my wrist. At this point, my bed had been wheeled to a ward and everyone was sleeping since it was about 5 a.m. I turned the flashlight on on my phone so I could see my hand and there was blood leaking out of the IV and also being sucked up into the bag. <gasps> blood being sucked up into the bag is actually quite normal since the bag is empty. The pressure causes the blood to be moved up, but the blood coming out was not normal. So I called for a nurse and I asked if the IV could be taken out, please, because it stung so badly and it was leaking a bit. She did remove it and it felt really good to be relieved of that sting. I can only imagine. God damn. That's heavy. Mm-hmm. That's heavy for you? Yeah. Get on so my seeing, level, Sean. Seeing blood flowing back into the bag. Oh, that happens a lot. Like she said, it's pretty normal. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. I've never seen that. I guess you haven't worked in a hospital, right? I think, I don't know if anybody else feels this way. Have you ever worked... And given I worked in the ER portion of a hospital and went from the ER to the psych ward and from the psych ward to the day program. So it's not like I'm not pretending I'm a doctor or a nurse or like I've been in like horrific situations. But you're behind the scenes. You got to see the action. And you become like oddly desensitized. I remember it's always this way. The first few weeks of a job as a therapist, because eating disorder treatment, hospital work, um, at the very beginning, you're like, oh, it's like overwhelming. You're over, you're just, you're maxed out. Everything is like shocking to your system. And then after a few weeks, you're like, meh. You Nothing's just, shocking. No. And, and I don't. Humans are so adaptable. Yeah. It's really wild. And that's why when anybody would ever, like after I had started a job and experienced that a few times, I remember we'd have new people start and they'd be like, this is just too much. I was like, just give yourself a couple of weeks. If, it, if you don't feel better in two or three weeks maybe think about something else for work but and they always were like yeah you're right it just goes away it's weird mm. but i think it's so that we can um we can continue sorry she's sleeping on the light it's cute okay we are adaptable um so she did remove it relieved of the sting the next day they had to put in a new one and the nurse that was trying to put one in poked me several times in each arm before she finally got in simply saying you have difficult veins you're like okay After I was sent home for some time, I had to get a procedure done by a private clinic. And the nurse said that I had something she referred to, oh, as rolling veins. My grandma has those too. This isn't a medical term really, but what she meant is that your veins run away from the needle, so to speak. Um, It means when they they see one, so they'll go like this and they'll be like, okay, we're going to go there. And when they go in, your vein goes, it's like, not today. Oh, Nope. No, thanks. (laughs) Nope. Nope. (laughs) <laughs> it's like a perfect cartoon. You can imagine a little vein having a face. And it's like, no. <laughs> they told my grandma she had those too. 
Um, I'm sure that there are many others who experience this, and it would be great to have this AccuVane device or something similar available in all clinics or hospitals, etc., so that people don't have to be stabbed by a needle multiple times. I agree 100%. I feel very fortunate that I don't have issues with that. Very like. Also, I'm also fortunate that I haven't <clears throat> had a bunch of medical... I'm not in the hospital a lot or anything. Right. In the same episode of 104, you were talking about different languages and such. It brought to mind that there was a time when I thought some words I used for things were the English words, but they were actually Norwegian words. Remember, because she speaks both? Yes. Although my parents are from the States, this is where things get funny and tricky, because at home you call things a certain thing, and you just assume that that's the word that everybody uses, and then you go to school and you're like, fuck. Okay. Although my parents are from the States, they referred to some things in Norwegian when I was little. So I thought that that's just what they were called. One example is the word duvet or comforter. In Norwegian, they call it dine or D-Y-N-E, dine. I actually didn't learn that it was not an English word until I was maybe in fifth or sixth grade. And it took me a while to get over it. (laughs) Well, when would you use that in a conversation with a friend? Wait, that's called what? The dine. What? I need to change the dine cover say what <laughs> right other examples are dinner trek which means duvet or comfort cover and oh so the cover so there's the duvet itself then there's the cover then there's um yips which means drywall uh, gypsum no g it's g-i-p-s but it's pronounced y-i-h-p-s so yips yips i got the yips okay that's funny that i There's even things that like, because I don't know what it is about my family. Your family might be this way too. I don't, I can't think of anything off the top of my head, but my family tends to have like our own kind of language. And I mean that not as like we make up words, but it's kind of like softer terms for things or shorthand shorthand or uh, almost like you always joke about rigs. Everything's a rig. A car's a rig. Give me that rig over there. Pencil. It's It's an item. It's it's just a thing. Give me that thing. Yes. Can you go get this out of the thing? It's rig. So it's stuff like that, that like, I don't know if I would have ever noticed that. I don't talk like that, but I understand it. Do you know what I mean? I don't well, I speak at like my, a sociologist. I don't speak it myself, but I can understand it. Uh, group of people. I'm like, I think I know most of their words, but. Uh, well, and yours, your family might be different just because it's like French and English. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I can't think of anything in particular that your family says or does, but there are things like that, that I know that as I got older, um, like even my dad, my dad would have like what I would call like country speak uh-huh. where he would say, like you wouldn't say a good example. I remember I was doing this uh, big project for school. You had to like study, I forget what class it was, probably science, but like study an animal. And okay. I picked wolves because I found them really interesting. And my dad called them wolves. Woofs. Woofs. And <laughs> we were doing the project and I was like, wolves. My dad's like, wolves. And I was like, <laughs> and when the wolf mm-hmm. is walking through the wolf. woods the wolf in and the he woods. comes across a narrow body of water he's gonna cross what what what's the name of that body of water Crick. that's another that's another but there's terms like that and i i've always just thought of it as i don't know does anybody else have country family so the, the crick when the when the mm-hmm. wolf goes across the crick, crick. he's what, what is he doing he's uh he's he's kind of he's cleaning himself he's uh you know if you have to clean yourself you're gonna i don't know what word i mean bathe oh oh worse 
<laughs> not all of my family does. My Aunt Dina says, like, Washington sometimes. And Matthew, my cousin, is like, absolutely not. Right. Hard stop. <laughs> but what if you're going to wash something? So, so the wolf say wash. walked mm-hmm. through the woods, crossed the creek, the creek, and washed his Yeah, I'd be like laundry. the wolf and the creek and wash. <laughs> so I know my family has those things. I'm kidding, though, because it, it's it, just a couple of words that, you mm-hmm. know, it's... Uh, it's outside of the city talk. It, it is. But it's funny because not everybody in in the small town where I grew up like speaks like that. And not even everybody in my family speaks like that. But there's definitely a huge chunk of them that do. And I even simple things like going to make some potatoes for dinner. It's like potatoes. Everything's like just a little softer, a little. Yeah, that's true. That's mm-hmm. interesting. And you sometimes correct me and I'm like, oh, I'm just doing like my lazy country speak. I know. I'm such an asshole. Like the potatoes. You said that, and I was like, the potatoes. Like, what's it really matter? Taters. Ta- the taters. Hey, man. Give me some of them taters there. You give me some Jimmy John finger sticks and stuff. I don't talk like that at all. What, are they, what do you call the, the tater tots? Tots. Um, mm, but you go to the store to get a particular brand. Oh, of, no, that's not. The, Joe's. That's not a tater tot. It took me tot. forever to figure out what that word was. I was like, the Joe's. What are the Joe's? Because everyone we, talked about the Joe's. They get, uh, well, you go down to the like corner store. And Joe's are not tater tots, by the way. What I'm offended they? that you even think that are they're they tater chicken, tots. Are they chicken strips? No. <laughs> <laughs> they're potato wedges. Fried right. potato wedges. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's Joe's. A, it's a tater tot. That, like a, no. A tot is a tot. It's but, like a circle. It's like a, a circle. Yeah, okay. Do you know what I mean? With like, it's covered in like a, a potato crumb kind of thing. Right. Oh. That's a tater tot. Oh, <laughs> a joe is a potato wedge very different the washingtonians are very uh <laughs> protective of their joes the pota- so they sell these potato wedges at all convenience stores there which i respect because i do enjoy a potato but it is interesting when you you start dating someone See, from Jo-Jos. a different region jojo potatoes like maybe i can get an image up here you're gonna tell me that you think that Steak fries? What are we talking about here? Why are the... It's all like potato... Like potato chips. <laughs> I the can't... The massive debate in our family breaks out. No, but out. The, those are like JoJo's. Do you know what I mean? Potato yeah. wedges. Gotcha. Potato so it's, it's a known thing then because apparently yes. people are making recipes with that name. Ev- everybody has JoJo's, but they also... JoJo everybody gets man. gizzards. Which I don't even know what that is on an animal. A gizzard? Yeah. It's either, I think, the neck or the, the crotch, isn't it? <laughs> that sounds so gross. <laughs> Everybody in my family That's knows. why I never had the turkey gizzards. I'm like, well, is it a tom turkey? <laughs> have to look it up. Look up what a gizzard is. Have you ever had uh, Rocky Mountain Prairie oysters? No. Why would I want to eat someone's nuts? I don't. No, so, thanks. If you consume that, then you're you're strong. That's that's what they tell people to get. Virility, to eat a really fertility. Un- all the illities. I don't know why they call it a malady. They should call it an illity. Hmm. Okay, so it's they're chicken gizzards, and it's, it's always it's always gizzard. it's always chicken. Um, the gizzard in many birds is the hind part of the stomach, especially modified for grinding food, located between the crop and the intestine the gizzard has a thick muscular wall and may contain oh it's just like breaking oh, it's down like a seeds. secondary pouch that yeah. uh like a trash compactor See, in the there's, birds, a fo- uh, there's a picture of the chicken oh, and his gizzards wow i was wrong yeah it's not anywhere close to what you it's thought not it near was. the cock combs 
you know. There's no cock combs. Yeah, isn't that the this thing in on oh the on head? his his no no it's not. not the comb or is the comb on its the head? the combs on its head that would make more sense yeah of course I've been to the country he said <laughs> <laughs> uh, looks like we got ourselves a a suburban kid <laughs> he doesn't know shit about shit yeah. okay but anyway everybody back home eats gizzards and JoJo's right. So uh, is a gizzard, it's just like a chewy bit? Kind of kind of like, yeah. I like chewing on the knuckle of a chicken wing. You'd like gizzards wing. then. It's that kind of thing. Yeah. I'm not a huge fan. I've tried them many times because my dad would be like insistent that I for sure would like them this time. I'm okay with eating the whole animal. I really don't have a problem with it. If, so maybe you should try a gizzard. Yeah. Yeah. How do we get here? I don't know, but we got to get back. Gizzard chat. We got <laughs> to get back. What do you got in your country? Do you got some gizzards? <laughs> what kind of gizzards do you eat? You know, how do you cook them there? You got a recipe that There's you can that. share with the opinions that don't matter at gmail.com. Just send in your recipe for gizzards. That's not the, you said our email wrong. Oh, well, OTDMPod <laughs> at gmail.com. Um, there's a lady I follow on TikTok, Susie Q, a member of our community, grew up in North North Carolina. Oh, I do like that accent. Uh-huh, me too. And uh, Appalachian area. And there's a lot of Appalachian. So she's in the forager, the Appalachian forager lady. She makes like dandelions, tea, and it's all from her just like walking out and picking stuff and explaining how it works and why she uses it. And it's kind of cool. Hmm. I think Montreal is part of Appalachia. They might be. It's the Appalachian Mountains, right? Yeah. Les Appalaches. I, but I didn't realize, it's funny, until I got to know Susie, um, I didn't realize how hilly that area was. Like, I didn't... It's beautiful. Yeah, it is beautiful. But there are, you know, there's lore of uh, of clans in these areas. What's of, that mean? Like, families from old-timey... Oh. You know, and, and they lived in the... In the Appal- like, Appalachian people are just mm-hmm. mountain folk. As I think the colonies spread out, mm. you know, people started living further... Uh, away from the edge of the water. <laughs> well, you went more inland. Yeah, as, as uh, well, Europeans, people... you know, spread out. But there's some tough people. And I think that resources were probably tough. And, and uh, so, they're, so they're, they're resourceful. They make yeah, do with what they Yeah, and there did. wasn't law necessarily to the extent that there is now. And so mm-hmm. I think they took, and there would be fights between clans for like centuries, you know, or not centuries, but is this like know, the Montague's and the Capulet kind of thing. I think so. Like the, mm. the Hatfields and the McCoys. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. kind of what that's I'm thinking. Like example. loosely here. You better do some research or maybe Susie Q will know. Yeah. I don't think that happened all throughout the Appalachians, but uh, I find it to be really fascinating. And they do uh, one of the things I learned of, and we don't have, I looked it up to see if I could order this, but because it snows there, because they're in the mountains, they make what's called snow cream. Ooh. And everybody has their own kind of version of it, but it is essentially, and the the girl that I follow, um, and Susie had sent me a TikTok about it, but the Appalachian woman I follow showed herself making it and you like scoop off the top of the snow. Mm-hmm. You go to an area that hasn't been touched, obviously, yeah. and you scoop the middle part out and you put it in a bowl and then you go inside and you put um, some like sweetened condensed milk Ooh. or some kind of one of the women I saw because then I went down a rabbit hole so everybody has their own recipe sweet and condensed milk I'm totally down for that because if you didn't know in LA because there's a huge Mexican culture there or just a, a Latino culture they do that with snow cones a lot and it's like one of my favorite things Tres Leches has it it's like sweet and condensed milk delicious can do no wrong cannot yeah exactly so anyway some people do that another woman cooks <coughs> oh so bless you that came out of nowhere. I'm sorry. You're fine. It wasn't actually that loud comparatively. Hmm. But anyway, some uh, one moment cooked like sugar and milk together and then poured it, which is almost like making sweet and condensed milk. Um, you can put 
uh, other, you could put like essentially snow cone syrup, but that's not snow cream. Snow cream is supposed to be just like the sweet milk. Oh, okay. And then you eat it. And it's tasty. And because it's so popular and it's like a thing people do, you can buy ice cream that is snow cream flavor. Oh, lovely. And am I fucking this up, Susie? I hope not. I think I'm getting it right. But they even have, and I tried to find, because there's a brand that Susie's like, that's the legit one. Right. We don't get we don't get it here. Not when do you add the maple syrup to it? When you go north to mm. Canada. <laughs> but that would maybe be the Canadian snow cream. Right. Which I don't know why you guys haven't gotten behind this, because you get so much fucking snow. <laughs> like why is no one doing this <laughs> okay all uh, you do is eat snow cream like eight, like 10 months out of the year <laughs> right i come out of winter a little fluffier than i started <laughs> well i mean poutine you have lots of things to yeah. for the fluffs yep okay back to christina's letter oh hi Christina. <laughs> so in episode 107 you were talking about customer service and people being rude to those who work in customer service we did before i went to college in the states i'd heard all these bad stories of people being so rude or mean to waiters and waitresses and how waiters and waitresses actually depend on tips and things to earn a living when i was in the states i would always try to be nice to people working in customer service to make sure and leave an appropriate tip there was one time when i had ordered a burger in a restaurant and i had ordered it to be well done because i'd experienced that if i ordered it medium it'd be too pink inside for me when the waitress served the burger i cut it in half and it was pretty much raw inside oh that's not good. I internally stressed a little bit before the waitress came back to ask how the food was. I knew I couldn't eat the burger as it was. So I said, um, I was actually wondering if it'd be possible for the burger to be cooked a little bit more. I'm really sorry. I just ordered it well done. And it seems it's a little bit too rare. I really felt bad because I didn't want to come off as another rude customer. She looked at it and did agree. It was raw. She apologized, which I didn't think she needed to do because it wasn't her fault since she wasn't the chef. And she said she'd bring another one out and that I could have an extra order of onion rings for free. How nice. I hope that after going through. Oh, so she had a good experience is what she's saying. I hope that after going through a pandemic together, we can all treat each other a bit better. I agree. And that people can be a bit more aware before they place blame where it doesn't belong and stop mistreating others. I know. I agree. Sometimes you'll have people who are so jerk faced, jerkity jerk people. Mm -hmm. They'll show you the plate of food. Mm -hmm. I've had this happen. And PJ had this happen in a different fashion, but you'll know what I'm talking about mm -hmm. when I get to it. So you're a waiter. That's what you're saying. I was a waiter. And I remember someone showing me this, this letter triggered a, a memory mm -hmm. and they showed me the plate of food and they said, do you see? And I was like, what? You had to tell they me were, what they the were, problem They were upset. They're like, sir, can I, you know. They flag me down. I come to the table and the person shows me the plate and said, do you see? Do, do I see what? I'm busy. My mind's yeah, on tell different me things. What table it, 13 needs, you know, yeah, whatever. They're asking for extra barbecue sauce. This person needs their water filled. Yeah. What is it? And they kept showing me the plate and they were tilting up and they were mad. And I was like, I, I'm not sure. I can take the plate back. If there's something wrong, just let me know. Yeah. And, and they said, well. They wanted the validation that something. They found, I think like a, uh, like a, it was like a piece of plastic um, or oh. it was a foreign object yeah. basically sitting yeah. in there and you know but, but I didn't what is see this, it like, at first where's Waldo like how are you supposed, you're like this in the pesto pasta, pasta and I was like lady. I don't know is it uh, is know. the chicken underdone yeah. or so I took or did it you back order shrimp? but it made me feel like a piece of shit mm. and PJ had someone do that to him when he was working at the Fairmont mm -hmm. in Calgary mm -hmm. and he was sent up to a room the person was like do you see I do you see what's wrong with the room and he was like no I they sent me up here. They wasn't said it because the TV maintenance. was like off to the side and they couldn't see it from somewhere. Yeah, from the bed. It wasn't in line. And so they have a policy where they'll make anything right. And he had to remount the TV. What? Yeah. yeah. But so, for someone to say that. 
Come on. They need to eat a slice of Just humble pie. Just tell me what's wrong. Just tell me what's wrong. <laughs> what do you want me to fix? Oh, my God. People can be so stupid. I remember when my friend Veronica was trying her hand or her dad was really, and so she ended up having to like be a manager of a restaurant. Right. She would have people eat all the food except for like two or three bites and be like, I didn't like it and like want it for free. And she'd be like, if you didn't like it, then you shouldn't have eaten it all. I can't offer that to you for free because you had a meal. And they'd get like livid. People go out to dinner. I'm convinced this is how you can find all the scam artists in society. Work in a restaurant and people will reveal themselves mm-hmm. as scam artists to your face. Mm-hmm. You know, it's one thing you, yeah, it's one it's thing you cheat on your taxes or whatever you do <laughs> in your life. I don't know if you're a scam artist. We could meet for coffee. You're like, oh, very nice person. But it, you'll run into these people at a restaurant when you work there. And they're always working some angle. And they, they look just like you and I, mm-hmm. except you, they should have like a, a scarlet S on them for scammer. Yeah. So you're like, don't believe anything. Yeah. But who would do that? Eat everything but a couple of bites and be like, I didn't mm. like this. And she's like, bullshit. You didn't like it. It was an Italian restaurant too. So it's not like, oh, it was the salad and I like left most of this. Yeah. It was like, it's a pasta dish and I ate more than probably most people. You know what I mean? Like usually when you go to Italian restaurants, you come with like <laughs> half of it back because it's like a huge vat. And I like ate all of it, but like three bites. And I'm like, that's when I pull wasn't. out a rubber band out of my pocket and I stick it in my plate. <laughs> right. People hey, I found this rubber band right at the end of my meal. This is disgusting. This is disgusting. Remember. Uh, but you, you wait till the, the, uh, the waiter comes to the table and then you take another rubber band out of your mouth, you know, like you're like, I don't know what happened with all these rubber bands. Yeah. Don't give anybody ideas. Remember when Nichols found that really curly hair in his hot wings? Yes, I do. We were going to like, he just kept eating. Yeah. He's like, what are the odds of getting two of them? (laughs) (laughs) But the guy, the cook had crazy, crazy long hair. And it's because we showed up late. It was like, I don't know, 1230 at night. And the waitress said, well, we can, it was like the last thing that last we'll order. serve you one basket and then, you know, we'll, we'll close up. Go. So we got a pitcher of beer, chicken wings and, you know, two chicken wings in. He, he starts to do a magic trick, like a, a magician pulling a rope out of his, <laughs> that just doesn't end. And it was, man, the hair was like really long. He got all the way up to arm's length and it curled up and he looked around holding this foreign object and his eyes caught the chef's eyes in the, like, in the chef window and the chef was looking at us and he was going like this and his hair was moving like a snake <laughs> it was like, you know like, he had a crazy big hairdo that's a perfect like it reminds me of the office how they capture the moments of like when you and like you make eye contact and his hair is like crazy wild curly yeah. and he's like and you know sean looks at me and he, he says something to the effect i'm paraphrasing because i don't really remember he's like i'm not backing down and this, he kept eating and then he said, what are the chances of there being two of them? And I thought right there. And then that guy Funny. is a tough man. He's like Clint Eastwood of my time. You he know? is kind of a Clint Eastwood type. Yeah. Yeah. Funny. Okay. We ready? <laughs> yeah. Sorry, Christina. So I agree. People should be nicer to people. Now this one. Uh, so we're still continuing. It says, finally, in episode 107, you talked about sports and having the right coach. In high school, I played basketball during my junior and senior years. And for context, at my school, sports were not nearly as competitive as they were in the States. So they weren't re- there weren't really any tryouts or anything. Of course, we did play against other schools, so we would do our best. And the coach would typically have the better players play more frequently and for more time than others. But everyone was typically included. Sounds lovely. Another bit of context is that I hate being called out whether it's for something good or something bad i just don't like the attention Mm. also in high school is a bit heavier than most and i wasn't as fit as other people there was one practice that i remember where we were doing our warm-up drills and i guess that it seemed that some of the girls weren't putting in the effort that our coach expected 
after doing a batch of suicide drills, unfortunate name, but I'm not sure if there is another name. I know we have that too. Suicides, you run them. They're little like she explains here. Okay. Where you run to a line, touch it, run back to the starting point, touch the line there, run to the third line. So you do like on a basketball court, we would do it where you'd start, let's say behind the, where the, um, if, if they had the hoops extended, they'd be there, but they pull them back for practices. And so you'd run from that baseline out to where you do the free throw. So you touch it and then you run back to the baseline. Then Would baseline you have to lie down out. when you get to the, that no. point? No, but you touch it and then you run back to the baseline again and then you go out farther. To Did like you the start three point lying line. down, you jump up and then you run? No, there's no lying down. Okay. <laughs> I think there's a Canadian version of this that I had to <laughs> Apparently do. there's lying down in your our, version. Our it's like test. burpees, but not. Okay. So anyway, so then you touch the, go back, then you go to the three point line, touch that, back to the baseline, touch that, and then half court. So you're just building. Oh, right. Your sprint, your sprint length is growing. Getting farther and farther sprint and farther. Sprint length. Yes. Yeah. Hmm. So, um run to the third line touch it run back to the start etc he promptly yelled out i want you to do those again you're not putting in the effort the slowest person on the entire team was faster than all of you run it again the person he happened to be referring to who had finished the suicide drills first was me oh i was really embarrassed and exhausted and disappointed i thought that perhaps i was finally getting into shape because i'd been really putting in a lot of effort in training outside of practice as well on one hand, I really didn't understand why I had to do the drill again. I don't either, because you finished first. You put in the effort. You should blow the whistle for everybody else to start. I would have been frustrated too. Um, but on the other hand, I understood that we were a team, so we had to do things together. Needless to say, I was very, very exhausted after warm-ups, and then we still have the rest of the practice to get through. I see that this letter is getting really, really long, so I'll just leave you with a few Norwegian words. As always, answers for translations and pronunciations are in the PS. Okay, now I have to read something first. Okay. If it helps, the O with a strike through it is sort of pronounced similarly to the French O-E as in oof, oof. or seul. Seul? Seul. Seul. Uh, uh, like Odin? <laughs> I knew the oof. I'll do the O. Part um, or the EU part in and the A with a little circle on top is similar to the ENT part of comment in French. Comment. 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 Just comment, but it's not exact, but close. If you would like to hear, comment. If you'd like to hear some pronunciations, let me know. I'm guessing that I could do that through the speak pipe thing. You totally could, and we would love that. Okay, so the first word doesn't have any of those things. Okay, just double checking. Okay, it's... Uh, uh. How do you think we pronounce that first word? Skiplier. Skiplier? Mm-hmm. That sounds like Norwegian word. Skiplier. <laughs> okay. Now, the S next one is S-P-R-A. A with that funny thing on it, which is similar to the ENT of comment. So that would be spunk. 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 <laughs> then kundeservice. Kundeservice. And then the OU is the oof. So serviteur. Serviteur. And then adret. Idret. Idret. 
is. It's like know. a la derecha. Okay. I think I failed. I think I failed too. Thank you for all you do, Christina. Okay. <laughs> Thanks, Christina. Now, the first one is sick et plieur. Sick plus plia is sick carer, so it's a nurse. Oh. Ah, sick, sick et plieur. Sick et plieur. And then the sprach, this is the time on sprach, it's when sprach. we dance, is sprach oak, and it's language. Spur hmm. oak, sprach. Then kunda service. Oh, we're supposed to guess what they are, right? The translation? <laughs> I don't know. Oh, answers for translation. Okay. We fucked up. Christina, we fucked up. I'm sorry. Today, we're not going to do that. Because <laughs> I was like, oh, kunda service. I would assume it's like some kind of like. Good service. Customer no. service. Child service. <laughs> customer service. Customer service. Because it's always based on the letter somehow. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. We tried pronunciation only. Then the. The servitor or whatever is servitur, and it's a waiter, your server. Oh, okay. Pretty close. And then the idret is idret sports. 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 I'm sorry we didn't guess what they meant. We tried. We played. We, we did. Dun, 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 I know. Dun, dun. Sorry, it's we're not at our best. Sean and Katie's wardrobes are furnished by. Uh, Free you know, stuff that we've gotten. Actually, yours we bought. I'm wearing a lovely, lovely T-shirt. It's the most comfortable T-shirt I've ever owned. It doesn't look like what much brand on is it? Is it J Crew? No, it's a uh, Pierce purse. Oh, it's James Purse. Uh, James Purse is the best. Yeah, James Purse. If I you, got, I found a deal online. Well, they had a sale over the uh, holiday, but I back in the day there used to be James Purse, and I assume maybe their their store still exists over in L.A. I think it might have moved, but I want to say it was on like Robertson. But anyway, uh, my friend Kim and I, when we'd have really shitty days, would go get like a coffee and go peruse James Purse. And they had good sale. Well, back then they weren't bougie like they are now. Like I got a t-shirt. I think if you had to pay full price, it'd be like $32 or something or maybe 38 So that was like expensive. It is. Back in like 2000 and what would that be? I still like think 2004? it's expensive. So when it's at that price and then I wait for a further discount. But now like a like a james purse which is like a designer but if you went to like a, a gap and paid full price for a shirt it'd be like 26 28 so right. to think that it was like 32 it it wasn't crazy and i even got a dress there i remember for like 70 bucks and i thought that was a pretty good deal it was on sale but now their stuff is like crazy um but they had a anyway they had a sale and i'm glad you like their stuff it's a nice quality cotton we'll so. see we will see I usually make that determination about because I'm a t-shirt connoisseur Mm -hmm. and I because I've used a lot of them in my life you know Sean loves a t-shirt yeah and some are really bad and some are really good but Sean doesn't like buy a lot of clothes so when he says he's a t-shirt connoisseur he means a free t-shirt connoisseur that's true (laughs) I specialize because you'll you'll be like I don't like this brand and I'll be like brand it's like NutraShop and you're like theirs are extra soft so I went back and got another one (laughs) it's true I do like a free t-shirt but it gets to a certain point where your t-shirt collection is saturated with branded content and I don't like that that much Uh these days I like to you know I'm my own brand right so (laughs) so I like to mm -hmm. wear wear unbranded material you know a clean black t-shirt or whatever Uh or a clean white t-shirt however some shirts mm-hmm. are lesser than mm-hmm. and you can and, feel it from the get yeah but you know after a year has it washed properly did it shrink funny and i've been very good about not shrinking my clothes now i used to put everything at the same temperature all together we're all yeah. getting in the tub together you know yeah, but 
so all his stuff was like short and fat like it all had shrunk into that like boxy fit and he would be like i don't get it and then he'd like put everything warm water dry it like hot in the dryer and so everything would come out all messed up it was was in my learning days of uh laundry when i first met you at like the ripe age of like 35 (laughs) i'm just kidding i met you at 32 i think anyway and i was like you can't dry everything honey you gotta wash things you don't want to shrink need to be washed cold and hung dry the whole hanging stuff to dry is so annoying when you're a bachelor like can't i just put it in a pile like really sprinkle t- takes- some damp rid on it and just let the moisture what you want silicone all over all your stuff well then you shake it out and then you you re yeah. you reuse your damp rid afterwards but you can't see- reuse once it's filled with water oh, it's- but the whole hanging your clothes <laughs> to dry step just add like I'm already having to wear the laundry and <laughs> then throw it in the, the washing machine. machine. that does all the work for you. And then you have to dry the damn thing. You got to have a drying rack or a clothes we wire. We have two drying racks and it's we have plenty of room for it. Yeah, but have you seen the size of my t-shirt collection? This could take years because what I do is I'll, I'll wear like 90% of my wardrobe and then I have to do laundry, you know, and that takes a long time. It doesn't, but you make it take a long time. No, I'm kidding. Like, I've gotten better about it. You have gotten a little slightly better. But last week was not a good representation of your skills. Sometimes I, I just, I get depressed and I don't want to do my laundry. <laughs> he washed like three loads and then he just like put them back into his bin. So they're all crinkled up. And then he was like, I'm going to fold them, dumped them all over our bed, laid them all flat and then piled them up again and then put them onto his dresser. It's a huge <laughs> pile. Then the pile got moved again. But during that phase, I did, I did. He folded some. Well, I also smoothed out all the t-shirts. And then I was able to stack them without having to fold them. And I put those in the dresser to stack them and smooth them. He could have just put them away. It's true. (laughs) And then I was like, how's that laundry going? And it just kept moving around our house. If there's a hell and I I end up going there. It's just laundry all the time. Yes. It's, it's going to be, you know, I'm going to get there and like, damn it. I should have done better. I should have been nicer. (laughs) I should have helped more people. I know exactly where I went wrong, you know, mm-hmm. and then Satan himself, Beelzebub or whatever, is <laughs> welcome to hell. I'll be like, fuck, I really screwed up. Welcome to a eternity of hell. <laughs> I don't get think folding the laundry, get folding. Like, motherfucker. <laughs> no, and then you'll be like, all right, now you're on washing the laundry duty, and you got to pick up shitty shorts, you know, and mm-hmm. and throw those in the wash for eternity. What I think that would be hell for you. And then also you could just never wash your hands. Right. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> not only are you having to fold someone else's shitty laundry, torture. you gotta, yeah. you can never wash your hands. Welcome to hell, Sean. <laughs> in a steamy, muggy room in a basement of an old hotel and there's no windows. Ew, just yeah. you and Satan. And some earwigs. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. What is it Dwight says? Checkout time is now, or check-in time is now. Checkout time is never. Remember, he's like, welcome to hell. I And he's and then Jim's like, um, can I get, what does he say? Is there, um, I forget what he even asked him. Can I get an extra pillow or something? He's like, let me talk to the manager. He's like, even in your own fantasy, you're not the manager. <laughs> he's like, I man- co-manage it with Satan. <laughs> A bed and, and let breakfast. me tell you what I make $80,000 a year. So let me get this straight. In your in wildest, wildest bench, <laughs> you co-own a B&B with Satan. In hell with Satan. Oh, no. And he's your boss. Yeah. And you make $80,000 a year. That's your, <laughs> your wealth a- fantasy. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. We just butchered that one. We totally <laughs> fucked it up. We fucked it up big time. Okay. Oh. Now, we have a letter from Natasha. Okay. 
And then I think we should probably go. What time is it? How are we doing? One twenty-three. Hello, Natasha. It says uh, oh, the Natasha. title. Natasha. The subject line reads, I am blue. So am I sad or am I drunk? Mm, okay. Moin, moin, fellow humans. Moin. And very smart cats. I'm writing again. And believe me, it took me some time to think of how to explain sounds by using writing. Right. It's, it's like, what do they call that? Onomatopoeia. Is that it? No, that's not it. Is know. it the sounds? I think it's the like when you use expressive sounds like poing, yeah, zip, like flip, bong, zip, crack. Is that onomatopoeia? I think it is. Um, okay. Well, let's see if this makes any sense to you. By the way, you need to tell me if those kinds of letters are boring because I really just don't know. I personally love cultural differences, and for me, language is a part of that. I love it. Keep sending it. It's not boring at all. Before I start, I have a short story that made me laugh very hard. I did a presentation with my best friend in school, and she felt a bit sick. Don't worry. It's just a little cold. And so she coughed sometimes. A girl in our class was really sweet, and while my friend was coughing again, she said that it would be okay if she just drank a little water. My friend replied, being overly dramatic, No! I can't! Looking up and raising her arms, nearly everybody started laughing. My friend wears a hijab and is currently doing Ramadan. Best reaction from my friend there is because she can't. Can't have any water? I guess not. Oh. I thought it was just food and stuff. But who knows what the... I, I have not practiced Ramadan, but she cannot. So she was like, no. <laughs> I might be a little sick, but no, no, no. Okay. Let's start with the first sound, which is E and L. Now, E-I is pronounced as the English try. Uh, or lie. Okay. So I. I. E-I. It's essentially the opposite order for E and I for the same sound in English. Oh, yeah. Okay. And I have to, I feel the urge to say E-I-E-I-O. I'm sorry. Okay. It's found, um, oh, it is found in words like leader, un- unfortunately, that's what that means. So L-E-I-D-E-R, so lighter, it means unfortunately, or papagai, which is parrot. No, Fun, okay. papagai. I don't know if I'm saying these right. The other way around, so I-E, is pronounced like C or free. So it's E in words like lead, which means song, or seben, which is seven. To say that the I's and the E's, um, oh, to stay with the I's and E's, that the I, oh, I thought it was L, but it's uh, it's I because capital I. The I in German is pronounced like the E in English. So I and E are kind of flippy flopped. I'm lost. Okay. So to stay with the I's and the E's, because mm-hmm. I had said L initially, just because it's a capital I, oh. I thought it was an L, a lowercase L, but it is an I. I was in- incorrect. Okay. So we're still with I's and E's. Okay. Okay. Are you on track now? Uh, you know, it's, it's on we're tracks. We're halfway I on the be. tracks. Okay. Yeah. So we're staying with those letters. What are those letters? I and E. Yes. The I in German is pronounced like the E in English. Yes. And yes, this is very confusing at the beginning. French, we have it too. It's a J and G. Mm-hmm. And you, pr- you you say them in the opposite. Well, that's like in Spanish, it's the double L and Y. Ah. Yeah. I'm like, on. como te llamas is L-L-A-M-S, it, but it's pronounced like a Y. Hmm. Ricardo and Lamas. Y's or E's, like E-O. Yo. Like and, and I. Okay. Yo. <laughs> or even yo. <laughs> yeah. Rocky. Yo. <laughs> okay. The E in German is a little bit more difficult to explain. 
There's a long E sound that is pronounced like the A-Y in late, but without the Y or the A in laid. Wait, there's a long E sound that's pronounced like the, oh, okay. Like A. German's easy. Everyone can learn it. No, but the E is pronounced like A. Yeah. Um, or in laid. Yeah. So laid or in late, but longer without gliding. I don't know what that means. You also hear it in vain. A, E, E. So you don't, maybe gliding means to stretch it out. Yeah. It says E. Truncated. Mm-hmm. A, E. Okay. We got this. <laughs> Geben. Oh, it'd be like Gaben. Gaben to give and Laban or L-E-B-E-N would be like Laban life. Am I saying I'm fucking this up? This one is really tricky for me to explain. So if anyone is able to do a better job at it, please, please leave it in the comments. This is the best that I have. In English, the melody of language is different and more round. So I don't know how to say it other than to say, stop being so melodious when you speak. Please don't. Melodious? 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 So, but please don't. I love it. <laughs> the short E is easy again. Here it's pronounced like the E in pet. So, eh. Get or set. So, net. N-E-T-T means nice. And net. Den, which would be like, uh, eh. So, den. Yeah, den. And den sound alike. The word den in German is so. Oh. Which is kind of funny. It's just, int- language is and interesting. Den? And den. That was all very dry, but I thought of something that I love. Oh, that was all very dry. Well, but you I, have to, you know, learn the basics. And it is always can... hard and it's, it's complicated. Learning languages, it just takes a while. But I thought of something that I love about languages and, um, and that are false friends. And damn, those caught me quite often in the process of learning English. I was so confused why many artists sing about having a drinking problem because they are drunk since their boyfriend or girlfriend broke up with them. Like drunk on love, right? Oh. Two years ago. So she was so confused. Two years ago. Then I learned that being blue means that they are sad. Oh, it means they're sad. Yeah. But she, it must be, dr- oh, interesting. Because I was like drunk, drunk on love. No. But okay. So hang with her because this is kind of funny. So I learned that being blue means that they're sad. Well, here, blasin, being blue means being under the influence of quite a bit of alcohol. Mm. Blah, like, dead. And I'm probably saying this blau and the E-I was, how is that supposed to be pronounced? Free, A? E or C. Oh. So it'd be like blau seen. Hmm. Being blue means being under the influence, which is like we say blackout, drunk. So being blue, black. Why are we picking colors? I don't understand. That's funny. The next one plays right into my hands. I think color evokes a lot of emotions in humans. Mm-hmm. And across the board, mm-hmm. whether your language is blah 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 or your language is yip de yap <laughs> you know we can all understand how color affects the human brain yeah i'm totally making this up but i would assume blue and blah and blah is all the same thing it's a feeling of being down whereas but being drunk if you're like drunk you wouldn't I oh yeah i think it's different it's but just blue mm-hmm. you got the blues i don't think so sean it's just different cultures the way that they interpret things and the words they use hmm. even though they're kind of both slang terms right like being blue technically i mean i guess maybe now because language has evolved we would say oh it does mean being sad but the term blue itself that word is a color mm-hmm. it's another word for sad also but for them being blue also means drunk mm. 
You know what I mean? It's just like, I feel like it's like a slang term that is now accepted as like a regular. Yeah, okay. I don't know. Okay. The next one plays right into my hands. If I were to get you a gift, you would thank me for the present and I would be waiting for your death because gift in German means poison. Remember, she's our witch. I'd like to give you a gift. So she's a witch, remember? Yeah. And she, in parentheses, says, (laughs) I'm just kidding. I like you. And even if, I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't be foolish enough to tell you about my evil plans. (laughs) I'm just kidding. I'm adding that one in myself. Um, That's interesting that gift in German means poison. Would you like a gift with your tea? Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. That was pretty good. The next one cracked me up so much. Could people give their products cool names in English? Then they bring them to Germany and wonder why it's not very popular. Mist in English is beautiful. It's a light spray of water into the air. Mm-hmm. Well, in German, it means crap. Dung. <laughs> <laughs> Face there, mist. <laughs> there, was a, there was a German mist. <laughs> I always imagine CEOs sitting together and being like, we need a cool name for this world changing new product. What about car dung spray? (laughs) I've got this idea for a beverage that (laughs) does really well in California. It's called Sierra mist. Sierra shit. Right. right? It doesn't sell well in Germany. No. And Dr. Pepper doesn't sell well in Quebec. Because pepper is a derogatory term. It says, what about car dung spray? Perfect. I love it when my car smells like crap. (laughs) (laughs) Take the farmer to the city smell. Right. Oh my God. I was also very confused because it seemed that there were a lot of super rich people in the U.S. And as I'm sure that there are, my confusion stemmed from the differences in the system that we use to describe large numbers. Mm-hmm. So in English and German, million is million. In English, billion, German is milliard, M-I-L-L-I-A-R-D-E, milliard. I'm probably mispronouncing it. Then we have trillion, which German is billion. So you see where the issue mm. is. So a billionaire in Germany is really rich. It's really crazy rich. Then we would say quadrillion. So a trillion, a quadrillion. I, who do you think is going to be the first trillionaire? And I guess in Germany, the first bill, the first German billionaire would be our would first be our trillionaire. trillionaire. But who do you think that's going to be? Or do you think they, they're, they've been born yet? Or do you think it's someone who's already on their way, like an Elon Musk? I don't really care. Oh, I, I'm just curious. That's a lot of wealth to amass, mm-hmm. you know? But just... I mean... Maybe there already is somebody. I don't know. Right. Whoever gets the space shuttle up into the, or not the space shuttle, but that craft up and that goes to that um, that asteroid that's uh, floating around out there. It's all diamonds and uh, platinum and everything. I was like, what's she chewing on her feet? Oh. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? That that asteroid that's floating mm-hmm. around out there? Uh, mm-hmm. Apothis or? No. It's some other name, but it's it's supposed to be all blinged out like a little John cup flying through space. You know, it's got like diamonds and platinum diamonds and forever. yeah diamonds on the soles of uh, my shoes maybe and yeah. also in the sky can i finish our English yeah yeah German sorry thing? i was just but whoever builds a spaceship <laughs> to go get that thing and bring it back that's going to be you know they're going to be super rich okay and someone's try, i think they're talking about doing that space mining oh i'd assume so yeah i don't really follow much of that though i know i'm sorry i'm not really into space <laughs> like in that way that you are into space <laughs> i know it just crossed my mind mm-hmm. what we're talking. That's totally fine. Free thinking and all. It's for just for free thinking. So a trillionaire is a billionaire. A quadrillionaire would be a billard. I want to say it like French, but it's German. So billard. I don't know. It's aggressive. <laughs> I keep wanting to be like billard. And that's not right either. 
And then quintillion is trillion. Okay. So if someone said a person had a billion dollars, I was like, what the how? Because that would be like a trillion dollars. While we were talking about numbers, a 3.5 would be in German, 3,5. Okay. And uh, $1 million would be, oh, they do dots. So, you know, we do 1, 000, 000. They do 1.000.000 and then comma for the cents. Oh. Man, that's like fucking my brain up. We switched the point and the comma and it just looks so wrong. It does. To me, yours looks wrong and to me, mine, or to you, mine looks wrong. This is... And now yet become, somehow we still get along. Can you believe this? <laughs> this is now a lot of rambling. I'm so sorry for that. No, I enjoy it. Feel free to cut this out if you think it's boring. Not at all. I just find it so fascinating. I actually really started to learn English because of the differences, because the differences fascinated me. Hmm. So I started watching YouTubes about that topic. Shout out to quote unquote wanted adventure. That must be oh. a channel. I hope you have a wonderful week, month, year, life, and you're great people and take a break when you need it. I was talking about that. We will. Nobody be mad at you if you take some weeks off. Um, and if they are, they're bad people because they care more about themselves than about your health. So fuck them. <laughs> Those are the same people who shame others for taking antidepressants and they don't care if you live or die. So fuck them just a little. I agree. I agree. Me and my cat sends lots, send lots of cuddles. Feel free to not take them because consent. <laughs> I would accept them. Consent given. We are behind in letters. I feel so bad. We have quite a few. We're up to April 16th. All right. We have a lot of first jobs coming through. So next week's will be all about first jobs. And I am so excited. Excellent. Well. I know we rambled a lot. Thank you for following along. <laughs> don't forget to send in your funny bug stories. Or if you have, don't think there's any timelines on the stories either. You can send in ones that, you know, from whatever. Yep. Or if someone else's letter triggered a memory of yours, you send that in too. It's really free flowing here at OTDM. Yeah, we're just having fun. Yep. Just a couple of cool kids. Just a couple of kids trying to figure it out. Yeah. If you're listening on Apple, please feel free to leave a review. If you are elsewhere, um, share this with friends. Oh, yeah, share it with friends. Tell people about it. Oh, now she's chewing on her chewy. I was like, God, Roxy. Okay, have a wonderful, wonderful weekend. Thank you so much for listening and watching. We'll see you later. Bye. See you later. Bye.